welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Over the next hour, you'll hear what's going on in the sports world from a Christian's perspective. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome into Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. That's right. One hour of faith, family, and sports. Great to have you in tonight. Got a great show for you. A lot going on in the world of sports, which we'll get to. And, of course, if you want to follow us here, you can do it uh, AFR.net streaming. Go to AFR.net to check out over 150 stations uh, available to you. Wherever you're at, you can check that out, find out where to go. One of my favorite ways, of course, to find us is AFR Talk, free app on uh, Droid as well as uh, Apple products. So we'll look forward to hearing from you there. You want to follow me personally, do it on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. You can do it at Twitter at Roman Gabriel 3. And you can do it on Instagram at Roman Gabriel 3. So uh, for you guys that have a hard time out there, Roman Gabriel 3 is a pretty good place to look if you're going to Google or you're going to find us on social networking or anywhere you want to do it. So uh, appreciate you being in with us tonight. Uh, guests coming in tonight in, in the uh, next segment. Um, we're going to talk some Los Angeles Rams. And doesn't that make sense since my dad played 17 years for the Rams and they're back in L.A.? 106,000 strong at the Coliseum. They're going to host our good friends from the Carolina Panthers down the road here in Charlotte this weekend. So Panthers travel to Rams. First time that the uh, Carolina Panthers have been in the Coliseum, so it should be a, a great matchup. The Rams need a win under head coach Jeff Fisher. Panthers need to continue to win after coming back from their bye. 1-5, and five, they get the win over the Cardinals in a blowout last Sunday. So hopefully Cam Newton and company can keep it going. So we'll find out from Jeff Biggs, who is at 710 ESPN in L.A. and also does top-of-the-bottom-of-the-hour sports for NBC Sports. So uh, looking forward to Jeff getting the L.A. scene. And for an L.A. guy, uh, yes, I was born in the state of North Carolina in Wilmington, North Carolina. But when my dad was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams, when he was an NC State All-American quarterback, uh, he got drafted when I was two years old. So I grew up in Southern California until I went off to college. Uh, I actually went to junior college there as well, at College of the Desert, and then to the University of New Mexico. So spent the first uh, 16 years after moving there of my life in L.A., so I have a real soft spot for it. And uh, actually, I'm going to date myself here, but... Uh, going to my 40th high school anniversary, forced, uh, uh, reunion. And believe it or not, I have not been to a reunion. You're saying, what are you doing wrong? Uh, I went to a Gore's, Gore Hills High School, which is was used to be a Gore High School in Southern California, and have not seen a lot of my teammates and friends in years. And uh, big shout-out to Facebook, because without Facebook, I never would have been able to re, retouch base with many, many, many of those people because I moved around so much all over the country. So thank you to Facebook for uh, getting in touch. And uh, actually, is the story of my show being on American Family Radio. Six years ago, just about uh, coming up in a couple of months here, uh, Tim Walm and I touched base, the president of American Family Radio, through Facebook. And uh, I traveled out to Tupelo. And uh, long story short, Sold Out Sports Talk is here and has been here for six years. And so grateful to Tim and Jim Stanley and uh, so many uh, our producer in today, Steve, and Adam Suddeth, and uh, so many uh, people on American Family that have supported our program. So thank you very much. But um, getting back to my reunion, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be uh, in August of uh, 2017 in the summer. So got a golf tournament planned. Going to see a lot of my friends, and it's going to be a great time. So I've got myself back in shape. 
I've lost 15 pounds this week, swimming four times a week, cut the diet back thanks to my wife, Marsha. She has uh, kept me in good shape. And uh, so, you know, you want to be svelte and ready to go. The only thing I can't change is is that I shaved my head. I used to have a huge head of hair. And if you were uh, a 70s teenager like I was, again, dating myself, um, then you would have had hair down to your shoulders, and uh, that would have been the minimum that you could get away with. So um, people will be uh, seeing me in a different light, but, of course, through Facebook and social networking, they know that I am bald. I was thinking about maybe going with Hair Club, but it's way too late for that. Um, I had a friend of mine, actually, about 15 years ago. We used to play golf together, and he was losing his hair in the top, and I always uh, said to myself that if uh, the top of my head began to go bald, that I wasn't going to go with what some people call the clown or bozo look, where you have the hair around all the sides and you let it grow out long. No, I said I'm going to shave it. Started using uh, a number no number one when I started out because I was a little afraid to cut it all off, but then went to the total shave without the guard, cut it all off, even started shaving it with shaving cream, um, and actually like that kind of a kind of a Telly Savalas look. It feels good in the summer. A little cold in the winter up here in Boone when we get a little snow. So you got to put a toboggan on. And for you people that uh, are not from the south, toboggan means beanie or cap. So uh, you know, I'm listen to me giving you southern vernacular down here. But things are a little different down here. My grandmother used to say, "Serve up a sandwich," and she says, "Should I cut that half in two for you?" Uh, yes, I'll say that again. Should I cut that half in two for you? Uh, so that was a big uh, southern southern statement down here in the south. And um, no, it is not uh, cooter, and uh, you know the barber shop thing. We are we are still driving cars here. Uh, we still have freeways. Uh, we actually have internet and direct TV. So uh, um, you know, I know that the president was out the other day. You know, doing what they normally do when they come to the south, which is change their vernacular and speak like southern people and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that doesn't go on. And by the way. For I'm going to give you a warning today. The election is in three days, November 6th on Tuesday. We have an opportunity to turn this country around, an opportunity to change the way we've been going and do something to protect Christian values, to protect our country, and to help us to give our grandkids and kids what all of us want them to have, a better opportunity than we did. So at the end of our program tonight, not going to spend much time on it, but I am going to give you about one minute uh, as because I know next Saturday when I come on, the election will be all over. So I am going to. I've waited. I've held my tongue, but I can't, I can't you know, do it all, all the way here. I'm going to have to give you a, a few minutes of politics, and I know that won't bother anybody at American Family Radio because, you know, we've been talking politics for almost two years now with the primaries and with the election. And we do a great job of it, by the way. You should follow American Family Radio. If you want the uh, the just of Christian principles and the just of, of everything from the microscope as Christians of what we should be doing in our country, this station is the one that uh, protects you every single day and gives you the ammunition you need and educates and challenges Christians to stand up for our Christian rights as well as the Constitution, as well as uh, our government and holding them in check and keeping people accountable. So uh, great show for you tonight. Uh, at the end of the program, I'll have my Roman on sports. Can you believe we're halfway through the NFL season? Um, just had a big win. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons gave it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night to start uh, to start this thing off. Uh, so I'll have my Roman on the NFL picks for you. College football, first polls come out. No surprise. Uh 
we could say this for the last seven years and might stay, say it for the next seven years, Alabama number one. Uh, so we'll talk to you about that. Uh, we'll talk to you about uh, college football, the first rankings that are out where they really matter or start mattering. Uh, still a lot of big games to be played, a lot of conference championships. So we'll get you ready for that. And congratulations. That's right. Congratulations to the Chicago Cubs. Unbelievable. A hundred, over a hundred years. I, I, I hate to say it because that's so long since the last time that they were World Series winners. And uh, believe it or not, I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I was intrigued because this is history to watch this. I watched Game 7, and, and I can't imagine being a Cubs fan. You know, I'm thinking in the sixth inning, up 5-1, to one, the Cubs are look like they're rolling along and got things going. The Indians look down. The crowd's quieted in Cleveland. They're coming back from a 3-1 deficit. Storyline is building up for this big finish, and the Cubs give away the lead. And they win it in 10 innings and extra innings. So the Cubs pull disaster uh, out of the mouth of victory to become the world champions. So I know Cubs and Chicago fans out there are going nuts. So congratulations to the Cubbies and uh, Cleveland Indians. They got a great team, too. Both, both could be back next year. So uh, one of the big sports stories out of the way. When we come back, uh, we'll get you ready. Going to talk some Los Angeles Rams football, some L.A. sports at 710 ESPN. Mr. Joe Biggs will be with us when we come back on Sold Out Sports Talk. This is Chad Brown, former Seattle Seahawk with HomesForHeroes.com. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III on American Family Radio. on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Later on, get you ready for your NFL and college football weekend. I'll have my Roman on sports picks for you. We'll get you going. Uh, coming in with me, Jeff Biggs, AM710 ESPN, NBC Sports Radio. He's a SoCal guy and uh, growing up in Southern California. Of course, our Panthers from right back here trying to get back on the winning track after a big win over the Cardinals. They're going to play the Los Angeles Rams in the Coliseum. Many will play there for the first time and get to experience that historic place. Jeff Biggs with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Roman, it is a pleasure to be on with you. I'm doing great. Can't wait for the sports weekend, the big weekend for football. And as you said, a huge game on Sunday for both teams, the Rams and the Panthers, the Panthers' first visit, as you said, to the Coliseum. Hey, here's the good news, man. You were telling me before we came on that your dad was a big L.A. Rams fan and big Roman Gabriel fan. And, uh, of yeah. course, uh, you know, one of the cool things about the tradition of the Rams was I can remember just, uh, you know, coming to the Coliseum, 106,000 people, and I was so blown away, Jeff, when I saw the first preseason game. Uh, it just warmed my heart to see that Rams fans came from everywhere to prove to people that Los Angeles is a great market for the NFL. Well, absolutely. The Rams fans that were here, they never left. And you got to remember, I mean, we're, we're all about the truth, right? And, and the truth was that when Georgia Frontieri left the team, it had nothing to do with, with the fans. Yeah, it, the, the support was down maybe a little bit in, in Anaheim. But, I mean, you know, you, you're, you remember, I mean, that, that's Anaheim. I mean, the Rams belonged at the Coliseum. The Rams belonged in Los Angeles. They moved to Anaheim for their own purposes. 
And the same reason they went to St. Louis was for their own purposes. It had nothing to do with fan support or, or anything like that. It was just uh, the city of St. Louis did what, what they needed to do. They made an offer the Rams couldn't refuse, and they left. But now that they're back, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, the, the Rams are, are here. Uh, they are, they're loved. The, the city is, is pumped up now. But I think now they just want to see them play well and start to win some games. Uh, they, they kind of turned that corner with a three-game winning streak, but now they've lost three in a row. And uh, they're hoping that, uh, as I said, this is really a, a big game for both teams because, you know, the Rams don't want to lose again and get deeper in a hole. If they lose Sunday, you know, the, you could make a case their season is over. And for the Panthers at two and five, uh, they look like uh, finally like the team uh, that the, they did a year ago. And so this is big. They want to keep that momentum going, as you know. Jeff Biggs is with us from ESPN LA, seven ten a.m. and NBC Sports Radio. And uh, you know, Jeff, I've been pushing. I talked to Roger Goodell at Canton this year at the Hall of Fame. I said, Roger, what is the deal? Can't we get the white and blue Rams traditional uniforms at least as the throwbacks? And he told me, he said, Listen. We've been talking to them about that. We think it would be great. I'm a big fan of your father's. And Jeff, what do we got to do, man? I've, I've had a Facebook campaign going on. I got all sorts of LA Rams fans going. Bring the white and blue back. It'll make them a lot of money, and people will get fired up. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Roman. And, and this is this is the truth. I mean, this is not hyperbole at all. I, I would I would say honestly, you know, with with all of the the storylines of you know the Rams returning and Jared Goff and Case Keenum, uh, a fellow brother in the Lord that uh, hope will do well and 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 bounce back on Sunday. Uh, with all those different storylines and all the, all the news, I, I have to I can honestly say that the uniforms are probably <laughs> the number one topic of discussion amongst the fans. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, that has been. I mean, it just even though we we've been talking about it week after week and and like you just said, kind of banging our head against the wall. As to why why we can't do this, uh, it, it's still uh, pretty much every week it it, it becomes a, a big focal point uh, online and on on the Rams you know the discussion boards and 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 on, on Twitter and you know the the, the company line the NFL line is well you can't you can't make the changes until you you have to wait a few years and you have to to go through you, you have to get the approval and then you have to to wait to give the league time to make the change but I, I agree with you I. I I just don't get it. I mean, <laughs> you should be able to order the uniforms, and if that's the uniforms they want to wear, let them wear wear those uniforms. At the very least, if you don't want them to do it all season, at least for a few of the games. I I, I don't get it. I, I, it sounds to me more like an excuse. And you, you spoke with the commissioner. I mean, if you're the NFL, come on. I mean, it's you're bigger than that. There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to wear those unis. I'm with you, Jeff. I got a great story for you. When I was growing up, the Rams used to scrimmage the San Diego Chargers before they would play them in the preseason every year. And of course, you know, besides the Rams, the greatest uniform ever is the San Diego Chargers throwbacks unis. I mean, they were just yeah. beautiful. So we used to go to Irvine and they'd scrimmage for a couple of days and watch the the, the Chargers and Rams. It was like I said, you know. Uh, you know, I love the Rams uniforms, but if I had to give up the Rams uniforms, I'd take the San Diego uniforms. So they would come to the Coliseum. They used to have the Times charity game back then. And, uh, yes. you know, just, just the, those two uniforms together just made for each other. And I went back and found a picture of the Coliseum with them playing against each other. And the Chargers were wearing those powder blues, and the Rams had the white, white with the blue stripe with the white jerseys and the white and blue helmets, and they were, it was beautiful. Oh, that's great. I, I got to see that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I you know I hope so. I, I hope so. And of course, uh, just really quickly on a different note, you know, this is uh, 
this is the month where the, the, the people of San Diego are going to make their vote, and you know, unless something changes, that uh, that deal to get a new stadium is is not expected to pass. So we'll see see what happens with the Chargers after the season. They're, they're still what, it, on the clock. It, Jeff Biggs is with us from AM seven ten ESPN Radio and, and NBC Sports, and you know, Jeff, one of the one of the things about the Coliseum is is you know. I, I remember growing up and being in those locker rooms and the tradition and the history. And many people don't realize the history of the Olympics there and Dodger yeah. baseball. And, and, you know, yes, it's an antiquated stadium. They got to play in for two years. But if you remember the glory days of the Rams, it's really hard not to get emotional when you go in the Coliseum. And I can remember playing in the United States Football League for the Boston Breakers and going back to play in the LA Express and stepping on that field in a uniform and remembering, you know, my father talking about the things he talked about and just the tradition of the Coliseum and everything that goes along with that is so awesome. But I, I hear such great things about the plans for the new stadium. Tell us about that. Yeah, it, it's it's spectacular. I mean, it, it's probably not going to be uh, as big as Jerry World in Dallas, but uh, from what we've heard, it's going to be nicer and newer and, and better. And, uh, yeah, there everything is, is going along smoothly, I think. Just with the team being back, um, that's kind of been put on the back burner. There, there was a lot of hype when when everything went down, but I think the fans here are just so happy to have the Rams back. And actually, I think they, like you just said, I think there's so much tradition at the Coliseum. <laughs> I, I, I think fans are okay with them playing at the Coliseum, but I, I know that you know they need the new stadium, and that's that's part of the new NFL. And it'll come, but but in the meantime, uh, we're just enjoying football and just glad to have the Rams back. But yeah, the, the new stadium is going to be great. You see all the different pictures and you really uh, just from what we see in those 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 artist renderings are, are spectacular. Now Jeff, did your dad take you to games? Yes, in fact, uh, one of one of my first games was uh, at the Coliseum against the 49ers when OJ was on the team uh, oh, back in the day, back in the late 70s. Um, I'm in my 40s, so that was that was my first time. The other big thing and you you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, we used to we used to, to, my dad would take me and we would drive up to Bakersfield when the games weren't on TV. So we would, so you we would could watch like them. A, yeah, just, we would find a, you know, just a, a like a, a small hotel, motel, just, just, you know, just for the day, just to get in there. And that was a way to watch the games on TV. I'm going to tell you a story that you may not have heard, and 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 the people ask me, well, why did the Rams wear white and blue in 1969, both at home and away, every game? And I can remember in the preseason, the Rams used to have blue uniforms for the road or at home if they had a different team coming in that needed that. But uh, George Allen was very superstitious, and the Rams won. You know, for him, preseason games were just like a regular season game, so they won every preseason game. So what he told people was, is he said, you know. I, I only want to wear white and blue. Whatever we have to do, we're going to wear white and blue every game because we're winning, and until we lose, we're not going to take those white and blues off. And in 1969, they won 11 straight games with those white and blues, and uh, he was so superstitious that if you remember Gomer Pyle's Jim Neighbor, Jim Neighbor yeah. sung the national anthem for the first game of the regular season, and George Allen was so superstitious that he brought Jim Neighbors back to sing the national anthem every game. That's a great story. I, I did not never heard that. That is a great story. Very crazy. And and when he was with the Redskins, when they went to the Super Bowl against Miami, the day before the Super Bowl, he came into to the time the game was going to be played and charted the sun 
in the Coliseum where it would be in every quarter by walking around the Coliseum. Wow, that's great. That's details, details, you know. Jeff. Me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell, tell Jeff, tell me about uh, just the whole atmosphere with Jeff Fisher, and, and uh, there's been some talk about Jeff Fisher. I like Jeff. Uh, but people are saying, hey, it, it's time for, for the Rams to win, and it's time for them to win consistently. So what is the situation? Uh, what are they saying with Coach Fisher and about the future of the Rams uh, You know, in terms of this year? Well, I think with that, with that question, I think it, it's a fair statement to say that, that there's speculation. Um, I, I don't want to say he's on the hot seat because I, I don't know that, and the, the fans don't know that, but certainly there's a, there's a discontentment, if you will, uh, but but it's not it's not venomous, uh, you know. Other other head coaches and, and managers, you, you know how it goes. Sometimes it can get really ugly when when the fan base wants a guy gone or they don't believe in him and they don't think he's the right guy for the job. That's not the case with Jeff. Honestly, I think it's just more of okay, you know, we we like you, we respect you, but we, we want to see the results. And and I and I think more than anything, I think they're just overall the, the senses. Just a frustration with the Rams' lack of productivity on offense. You know, why isn't Todd Gurley going off? Why why can't they why can't they throw the football? Why is it why is it continue? Why 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 do they continue to struggle? Why do you give Tavon Austin you know a huge extension when he hardly touches the ball? So those are just kind of a, those are kind of a lingering thoughts of you know I, I I don't think anybody just to be fair I don't think anybody. I, you know, went into the season expecting the Rams to get to the Super Bowl, but you know, after the initial excitement, which is still here, the excitement for the Rams to be back is, is still prevalent. That's still the number one vibe. But underneath that, they, like I said earlier, they they want to see the team win, and so there were, there were you know rumors about that extension before the season. Um, now every couple of weeks, it kind of comes up. You know, are they? Is it going to happen? Is it? Is, is it not? So so we'll see. Big game on Sunday, though. Jeff Biggs, ESPN 710. Jeff, do me a favor. Uh, will you hang in with me for a couple of more minutes after the break? Love to, Roman. That would be great. Back with Jeff Biggs, ESPN 710, when we come back on Sold Out. Hi, this is Chip Smith founder of Chip Smith Sports Performance in Norcross, Georgia. I've been very blessed and fortunate to have worked with over 1,400 NFL players. Some of my guys have been Colin Kaepernick, Brian Erlacher, Champ Bailey, Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Back on Sold Out Sports Talk at American Family Radio with us, ESPN 710, Rams football, NBC Sports Radio. Jeff Biggs is with us. And, uh, Jeff, you know, uh, we were talking about football and about covering sports and about the nostalgia of growing up in Southern California. And, um, you know, one of the things I noticed uh, when I went on your Twitter page was the scripture, Ephesians 2.10. Tell me about the importance of that and what that's all about for you. Well, I, I would love to, <laughs> love to make it nice and sweet. And uh, sound really, uh, really good for me. But I got to be honest and tell you the truth. Uh, for for a big part of my life, even as a believer, um, I, I was very selfish, and I still am. It's just not as bad as I used to be. <laughs> but I, but I've come to realize that uh, 
I'm I'm here for God, not not as a you know, not because I'm forced to, but I I'm here to serve God. I'm honored to serve God, privileged to serve God. I love the Lord, and I, I'm I'm blessed to be in His family, blessed to be His child, and it's not the other way around. He's he's not a genie. Uh, he he's he's not there to to make my career go with nothing but green lights, and so. Uh, after after learning and, and you know coming out of the darkness and, and seeing the truth and uh, opening my eyes, I, I you know like I said I, I'm honored to serve him and, and privileged that he has given me the talents and abilities that he has. He has opened every one of my doors in, in my career. It's not about my talents or my gifts. They are all gifts from him that he has anointed me to use, and so I, I view myself as as created by him for his workmanship and for his glory. And like I said, even though I was selfish for a long, long time, more more than I'd like to be, uh, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that, that he will let me finish strong and, and bring as much glory to him as possible while we still have time. Well, Jeff, that answer fits perfect because Ephesians 2.10, for by grace we've been saved by faith and not of ourselves, but a gift of God so that we wouldn't boast. And you were talking about selfishness. Well, we all have that within us. And that scripture is a way, great way to stay humble. So uh, uh, first, when I saw that, when I went on Twitter, I said, that's really cool. My verse for my life is Jeremiah 29.11. You mentioned that at the end about how God creates opportunities. Uh, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you so that you would have a future and a hope. So you and you and I's verses converge really well in terms of who does the work and who creates the opportunities, and then we go get it, right? That's right, and one of my favorite verses as well. Yeah, it's it's all about him, and, and it's all about his glory and what he wants us to do and, and to to love and to be lights for others. Uh, we, we, you know, there's enough strife, there's enough, there's enough hate, there's enough fighting, but we need people to, to really see and, and know the true love of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that's what it's really all about. Jeff Biggs, AM710. And Jeff, I wish I could be there. Rams, Panthers, enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Well, honestly, I, I meant it when I said it. Uh, an honor and a pr- privilege to be on with you today, and thank you for having me. It's going to be a great game on Sunday, and, and look forward to speaking to you again down the road. All right, buddy. Take care. Jeff Biggs, AM710 and NBC Sports, and... Uh, and incredible time with him today. Of course, I wish I could be at that game with him. It's going to be a good one. I've got great memories of growing up in, in Los Angeles. And, of course, the governor uh, of California when I was growing up there, the first one, you know, when I was in high school was Ronald Reagan, you know, the guy who said this, you know, this kooky actor who's the governor who became the two-term president of the United States and considered to be one of the greatest presidents of the United States. So things have definitely changed in Southern California, but as I said earlier, I'm looking forward to going out there for my 40th uh, class reunion at Agora High School and looking forward to seeing so many of my friends out there and teammates that I played with. Uh, had a great experience growing up out there. So uh, always, always on my memory, my time in Los Angeles. And, of course, I've loved living in North Carolina. North Carolina is awesome. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, we love living in Boone in the mountains here in North Carolina, Appalachian State football, Carolina Panther football, Duke, Carolina State, uh, down in Tobacco Row, and uh, just so much great sports. NASCAR right down the road down here. Um, just a lot to see and do. Great beaches, and uh, I don't want to do a vacation seminar for you guys, but uh, this is a great place to come if you've never been to the mountains or to the beach. Um, it's very much like California. You can be in L.A. and be in the desert in an hour and a half, be in the mountains in an hour and 15, be at the beach 
you know, in 20 minutes. So uh, it was a great place to grow up. Um, just wanted to let everybody know, um, want to thank, uh, you know about my soldouttv.com program, my Sold Out Success 101 program for middle school and high school students. We're right in the middle of our schedule. And um, just want to say thank you to my fa- one of my favorite counties to go to outside Raleigh, Harnett County. want to thank the uh, principals, teachers, and coaches, Lynn Hartley, the student services director of Harnett County, all of the great principals there, and, of course, most of all, um, tremendous response from we saw every freshman student in Harnett County in five high schools, and it was just a great couple of days last week, so I want to thank everybody there. Uh, also, uh, since we did a best of last week, I want to thank Camp Lejeune. I was at the uh, largest Marine training base on the East Coast, the second largest in the country besides, I believe, Pendleton in California, but had an opportunity to speak to the Brewster Middle School and Lejeune High School in Jacksonville, where our great Marines train and I was there last year, and if you want to see photos and video and pictures, you can go to Twitter. You can go to uh, Twitter at uh, SoldOut41, Facebook at SoldOut, or you can go to my personal page, fan page at RomanGabriel3 to check out all the stuff. But um, then the second day I had a chance to speak to a platoon of infantry soldiers that had just come back from, uh, I believe it was Iraq, um, and 18 to 22-year-olds, and uh, just, just appreciate everything that they do for us and, and their service for our country. It's so inspirational. Um, if you ever get a chance to go on a Marine or Army base or Air Force or Navy or whatever it is, um, when I was in college uh, playing for the University of New Mexico, our head coach, Joe Morrison, who was a former Giants NFL player, we played at San Diego State, and uh, he took us to the uh, Navy base there in San Diego, and we had the opportunity to eat with the uh, with the soldiers. And, and the Marines at Camp Lejeune are just so awesome. And I just want to shout out to all of them. And um, quick story, my grandson, who's three years old, his name's Bear, um, my my daughter, Whitney, and, and son-in-law, Chad. And he loves Army men, and he calls them Army man. And when I go to his house, um, he always wants me to take him to the dollar store and to buy him Army men. So last time I was down there, uh, we got him in the car and took him down to the uh, dollar store and they had these three-inch army men, these huge army men, kind of like those army men from Toy Story that you that come to life, and they were so cool. Apparently, they had never carried those before, so I got them about three bags. You know, as a granddad, it's like, Dad, can I get three instead of one? And I'm like, you know, how do I tell him no? So anyways, we, we get him his three, and uh, he just loves army men. He loves playing army. He loves setting up all his army guys and his tanks and his stuff and playing army, so we do that on the floor in his room. And so at Camp Lejeune, I was there, and at the end of my talk to the infantry group, and there was uh, young ladies and young men in there, I kind of told them the story about how my my, son, my my grandson someday might be even serving in the Marines. He loves the Army so much and loves loves soldiers and Army men. And so uh, I had him do a shout-out to him, and they did a hurrah and uh, sent that video to my daughter, and he was just blown away watching it over and over and over again. Uh, and he was looking at the video each time. It says, real army man, real army man. So um, if you've ever been around Marines, you don't call them soldiers or, 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 or soldiers or men. You call them Marines. But it was really cool. So I just thank the people of Camp Lejeune uh, for, for their hospitality. And it, it really is more of a privilege for me to go there and to, to speak to the schools and to uh, the Marines than it is what they get probably get out of it. But um uh, it's just an honor beyond belief, and it just gives you just just you well up with so much American pride, and 
seeing that flag fly and seeing the statues and of course the uh, you know the, all, all the tanks and planes and all the stuff that you get a chance to see and just behind the scenes of what it's like to be in the military and so thank you again for your service for your husbands and wives that that are supporting those that serve and the families that I know are in prayer all the time so uh, really appreciated that time at Camp Lejeune. And if you want more information about our sold-out program, um, you can take advantage of our Success 101 program. It's real easy. Just go to soldouttv.com, go to the top right of our website, and click on videos. That's all you have to do. And we have over 170 one- to four-minute videos with high-impact role models that have made it and have made it big in their um, vocation, whether that be in the military, education, music, sports, entertainment, Hollywood, um, Olympic athletes, extreme athletes, professional athletes, talking to your students about life skills that they desperately need that many schools are not teaching you know, with Common Core and all the testing curriculums that are out there. One of the reasons why I want to see a change in our government so that we can bring education back to the state so that we can, again, teach our kids life skills and decision-making. Well, right now, you can take advantage of it. If you want me to come to your school district, you can do that too, but you don't have to. You can just go to our website at soldouttv.com, click on videos, go to our Success 101 program for your middle school, high school, and college students. Uh, our college students tell us that they go on their cell phones and computers, that they love the program, that it's engaging, fun, and uh, we want you to take advantage of it uh, in any way that you can. Um, also, if you want to support Sold Out and you want to support Sold Out Youth Ministries, a 501c3, we raise 100% of our funding. Please go to soldouttv.com, hit the Donate button. You can give easily and safely with your credit card or PayPal. We have people like yourselves, and we're so thankful to the AFR audience with your generous hearts and many of you around the country who have given to our ministry, whether that be monthly or a one-time gift or just sending a check. And if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, send a check. Send it to Sold Out Youth Ministries at 215 Boone, B-O-O-N-E, Heights Drive, Suite 304, Boone, North Carolina, 28607. Or just go to the website at soldouttv.com, click on Donate. Or you can call us at our offices in our AFR offices in Boone. Uh, do it very simply at 910 910- Four three one six four eight three. That's nine one zero four three one six four eight three. And we appreciate all your support in allowing us to reach out with the gospel message and the good news to young people and families across the world. Uh, of course, we'll be going back to El Salvador in March uh, and are doing football camps there for youngsters and being able to share the gospel in middle schools and high schools. Also. Uh, I will uh, be at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51 in Houston with our whole FSPN team. And by the way, if you want sports and you want it faith, family, and sports, go to fspn.net, our new website, Faith Sports Programming Network, fspn.net, and you can check out all the cool interviews, all the cool stuff, our Super Bowl material. And we're looking forward to a special Super Bowl 51 with American Family on hand, bringing you up close and personal at Super Bowl 51 in Houston. We'll see who's going to be there. When we come back, I'll have my NFL picks. Roman on college. We'll get you ready for your sports weekend right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Hey, this is Chris Draft, former NFL linebacker and CEO of the Chris Draft Family Foundation. And you're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III.
back on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Got a great weekend of sports for you coming up. College football going on tonight. I'll have my college picks in a couple minutes for you. We'll also have my NFL picks. And, uh, of course, we want to again congratulate the Chicago Cubs for uh, a scintillating seven-game series with the Cleveland Indians where it looked like the Cubs were going to be the Wow, the, it was going to be disappointment city again for those Cubs fans, and uh, it's kind of excruciating watching those Cubs games, to be honest with you, because you know between the Indians who you know hadn't hadn't won it in you know since 1946, and and them since 1907 or whatever it was, I might be off by a year, but the bottom line is hadn't won it in a long time. Every time they would get the camera and they would scan into the crowd, you would see these people biting their fingernails. I mean, it really didn't look enjoyable for these people. Then after the game was over, they interviewed some people and they just looked in the camera like they had just gotten through the worst thing in their life and said, it's such a relief. Oh, what a relief. Uh, but I know Cubs fans are celebrating. Uh, yesterday they had their parade and uh, everybody going nuts in Chicago. And, of course, Chicago is such a great sports town. I've spent time there. Of course, the 85 Bears, you know, that's they hang their hat on that Mike Ditka-led club. And then you got Michael Jordan's Bulls, who won six championships and kind of made Chicago champion town USA with what uh, the Bulls were ever accomplished. But then you got the White Sox, who have won it. Um, White Sox and Cubs fans don't get along, but I, I think White Sox fans felt so sorry for the Cubs that I actually talked to some White Sox fans that were actually rooting for the Cubs to win, and it was really hard for them, but they had to. So you go from being the darlings of disappointment to everybody feels sorry for you, and now you got this young Cubs team, Theo Upstein, who, of course, turned around that 2004 Boston Red Sox first world championship. And I heard the other day somebody say, you know, what's, uh, what's more impactful, the 2004 Red Sox world champion team or the uh, 2016 Cubs? And uh, I would have to say uh, that it would be the Cubs. Because when the Red Sox won a world championship, it was, it was a little bit anticlimactic because they beat the Yankees. As you can remember, they were down 3-0 and came back and won four in a row to beat the Yankees and then ended up be- beating the Indians in a series that wasn't a great series, and I believe it was in five games. Uh, this series, the Dodgers had them on the ropes uh, You know, before this series in the championship series. Uh, of course, Cleveland had them 3-1, and all Cubs fans were depressed and looking forward to another disappointment, another year to, to chop up to losing. Uh, but to come back the way they did and then to be up in the fifth inning by you know 5-1 to one, and then to be tied in the ninth and then to come back in the tenth and to win it in, in uh, that kind of fashion, the Cubs showed a lot of grit and uh, just a, a young team that's going to be back, great pitching staff, the Cleveland Indians, another young team. Uh, two well-managed clubs. Uh, so Joe Madden of the Cubs did a great job. Everybody picked the Cubs at the beginning of the year, but of course, when you picked them, everybody said, "Well, we can't do that because we know they're not going to win it." Uh, but they ended up ended up getting it done. So congratulations to them. And uh, let's get you ready for our football weekend. Uh, college football rankings. Uh, first ones out uh, week ten. This is the most important one from this point on because now it's it's all about. Uh, any loss from now on is devastating uh, to getting to that Final Four. Alabama at 8-0. Clemson, before we started the day, at number two. Michigan, uh, Jim Harbaugh getting the job done at number three. Number four, Texas A&M. Number five, Washington. Some people believe Washington at 8-0 should be there in front of them. Texas A&M at 7-1. Then Ohio State at number six at 7-1. Louisville with that heartbreaker to Clemson. Is the only reason why they're not in the top four at seven and one. And uh, 
just uh, Louisville's got a heck of a football team. Then it's Wisconsin at six and two, Auburn at six and two, Nebraska at seven and one, and on the outside looking in Florida at number eleven. So Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Texas A and M, Washington, Ohio State, and I would say cut it off at Louisville. I think those are your best chances to get into the Final Four, uh, football wise. Uh, Roman on football. Here are my picks for the NFL schedule for this week, Week Nine. Um, of course, uh, told you Atlanta had a big win, 43-20 over Tampa Bay. Matt Ryan with four touchdown passes. Falcons look like the class of the NFC South after the Panthers had won the South for the last four years. Panthers, of course, uh, we just had Jeff Biggs of AS- ESPN 710 LA. Um, he is uh, saying that the Rams, this is a must win for them as they've lost a couple in a row after winning three in a row. So they need a win at three and five. And then the Panthers, of course, at two and five in order to keep up with Atlanta. Normally the South you can get away with, but this year it looks like the Falcons have taken the Panthers' place as being the team to beat, so we'll see. So here are my top three NFL picks for the week. Um, an AFC battle, uh, this is usually a great football game. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens at 1 o'clock on CBS at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. These two teams don't like each other. They usually play it really close, so look for a real close one. Steelers and Ravens. Ben Roethlisberger still out. They hope to have him back after the knee knee injury. Um, second game uh, that I think is going to be really interesting is the NFC East matchup. Philadelphia Eagles, after a heartbreaking loss to the Cowboys in overtime last week, the Eagles and Carson Wentz, their number one pick, will travel to New York against Eli Manning and the Giants. The Giants looking pretty good coming off a bye. Uh, so it's Philly and New York at 1 p.m. on Fox at MetLife Stadium. And then my final game, I have to do it, don't I? I mean, even though, even though they're not winning just from, a, just from a nostalgia standpoint, the Carolina Panthers, for their first time, travel to Los Angeles to the L.A. Coliseum. The 2-5 and five Panthers uh, coming off a win over the Cardinals. The Los Angeles Rams coming off a tough loss. Uh, they look to get back on track at 3-5 and five at 4.05 p.m. on Fox at the L.A. Coliseum. So that's your top three games. Your Sunday night game is Denver at Oakland, AF, AFC West battle at 8.30 on NBC. Should be a good one. Monday night... Buffalo Bills, rejuvenated Bills, even after coming off a loss to the Patriots. Uh, they will play the Seattle Seahawks coming off a tough loss uh, themselves this last weekend, and Russell Wilson still banged up, um, which is tough for Seattle. Their defense is going to have to play well on Monday night on ESPN at 8.30 at Century Link Field. So that's your football for the weekend. Um, you know what, and I forgot to, I forgot to give you my bonus game Um nighttime event game in terms of schedule. I usually give you a late game because I like to stay up and watch the late games for college football. So here's here's my late game for college football. Let's see. My friend, okay, here we go. My New Mexico Lobos, who haven't looked bad this year, uh, alma mater, uh, at New Mexico, Albuquerque, University Stadium, right at the base of the Sandia Mountains, played there uh, in college and loved, loved the atmosphere. It'll be Nevada coming to town to take on New Mexico, 10.15 p.m., ESPNU, and watch ESPN app, University Stadium, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So there's my late nighter for you, so you can get ready for that and get ready to go. Um, now, uh, I am I am extremely busy traveling. Um, next time, let me see, going to be outside of Asheville, North Carolina, in Henderson County on Thursday and Friday, December 1st and 2nd. Uh, we'll be there for Henderson County Middle Schools, be talking to 6th and 7th graders there, looking forward to going there. And um, that's like the apple capital, one of the apple capitals of North Carolina. They grow some incredibly tasty apples there. And 
Um, this is apple season. You're talking to a guy who eats, what do they say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Well, for me, I love them. I love, I love everything about them. They have about 12 different apples. We have apple stands all over the place right now because North Carolina apples are ripe. Uh, my neighbor has them, and he just, just picked them off the tree. And for you guys that go to the grocery store and eat apples from places like uh, Argentina and Europe, uh, they, they ship them in, don't have a lot of taste. If you've never had a North Carolina apple or a Washington apple or a fresh apple, it's just a whole different story. And then, of course, you get a really good cheese that has some nice bite to it. We have some Jefferson County cheese right down the, down, down the street from us here. They have a cheese-making factory. It's a big place for tourists to go here in the mountains. So you get some of that fresh cheese with uh, right off the tree-picked apples. It just doesn't get any better than that. So um, I might enjoy some of that watching a little football myself this weekend. So we'll be in Henderson County December 1 and 2, Thursday and Friday. Um, also, we'll have announcements on several things coming up. Especially, uh, we'll let, keep you up to date on, on our Super Bowl 51 event called Faith, Family, and Football uh, Super Saturday. Um, we're getting ready for to host a huge simulcast event uh, in Houston. Looking forward to that. We'll have more details about that. Of course, if you want to check us out on FSPN and our Faith Sports Programming Network, you can do it at fspn.net. Check out all of our cool behind-the-scenes videos with high-profile high NFL players and coaches. We also have some news coming out, too, uh, as we are uh, getting ready to launch our FSPN Pro Football app uh, for iTunes uh, and Apple products. Uh, I think we're working on Droid, too, so we'll let you know more about that news as we go forward. And um, another thing, winter getting ready to come on, right? I mean, uh, it's been gorgeous up here in the fall. We finally cooled down and uh, got a little bit cool this weekend. Um, our app state... Mountaineers, uh, right now number one in the Sun Belt Conference, six and two. Uh, they have the last, I uh, believe, three games to close it out. Have a chance to win the Sun Belt Conference last year. Uh, Coach Satterfield did a great job here of uh, getting us to our first bowl game at Division One, which we won against Ohio University in a comeback on a last-second kick. So what a great start for Division One football here at App State. Of course, we won three national championships at Division One Double uh, A uh, here. Uh, back in mid-2000, uh, I believe it was 5, 6, and 7 under Coach Jerry Moore. So uh, big weekend of football here in Boone, home of the Appalachian State Mountaineers, and uh, looking forward to uh, a first conference championship here. So congratulations to Scott Satterfield. Still have to finish strong, so nothing's done yet, but we'll look forward to uh, seeing what happens there. want to thank my guest from AM710, Rams football, ESPN LA, and NBC Sports, Jeff Biggs for joining us. Go Panthers as they play the Rams. Of course, you want to follow us Facebook, Roman Gabriel 3 fan page, Twitter at Roman Gabriel 3, Instagram, Roman Gabriel 3. All right, I want everybody to have a great weekend, but please vote on Tuesday. It's so critical as Christians that we take our responsibility. So go out and vote, get after it, do it. Sold out. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III on AFR Talk. Podcasts of this program are available at AFR.net. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for Sold Out Sports Talk. Now